0: that you're joining today with Marilyn and Sarah and I'm thrilled elated because today I get to share with you one of the most favorite things in the whole Bible I get to share about with you today and while you're watching today you may think well that's great for you I'm happy but you may have needs in your life like financial needs you may be struggling with some pain in your body you might be having some emotional struggles with some relationships or or maybe you have a boss that's kind of, ugh, kind of grim or maybe you have some family issues with your kids or your parents, your husband, your wife, whatever it is, we'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We see prayer do amazing things and we consider it an honor to get to pray for you. So get on the phone, get on the website, let us know how we can pray for you. And today we're going to be talking about probably one of my most favorite things on the whole world is who God is, the character of God. And as you're watching today, you're going to see here on this table, we have this really cool Afghan and it's called the Names of God Afghan. Now, you're like, what's that? What's the big deal about that? Well, we understand who God is by the various names of God that he calls himself throughout, specifically throughout the Old Testament. And so this Afghan has all kinds of cool names Elohim, Jehovah Shama, the Lord my, my peace. You have Jehovah Rofa, the Lord my healer, um, Jehovah uh, the God my, my um, victory, my salvation, my sanctifier, Makadish, all kinds of things. But today we're going to be looking at the specific name of God called Jehovah Shama, Adonai Shama. And Shama, you're like, what does that mean? Sounds kind of weird like, you know, some kind of funky food or something. But it starts off, we read about it first in Ezekiel 48, and it talks about the Lord is present. The Lord is present. And I want to encourage you that there are times in our lives, and I know myself personally and probably you, you as well, there are times when we feel like God's not there. I remember when I was in my early 20s, that I was studying in Germany and it was my undergrad in school and I was there for the summer to try and and work on my German and I was studying trying to learn grammar and all this stuff and I was by myself in this little tiny town and I had a real struggle in my faith and and I was reading my Bible consistently I was praying consistently but I just didn't sense God anywhere in fact I felt like God had left me And after many weeks of this, and I had come out of a really difficult semester at school, and after many weeks of just struggling and and not sensing God, and I'd pick up my Bible, and it just was flat, and I, I couldn't really get into it. It was a real difficult season for me. I felt like God had left me, and God had abandoned me. And I went through a crisis of my faith. But I want to challenge you today that God never leaves us, and God never forsakes us. We can hear that, and you say, well, you know, the Bible says that, but sometimes it's hard with how we feel. And so I want to specifically talk with you about that today. And as we're talking today about these, this name of God specifically, I want to encourage you. We have some amazing resources, uh, a book as well as some CDs on the names of God. And of course, if you call, get on the website, these are available for you. And one of the things I love about these resources is that these resources talk not only about the God who is present, the God who's here with us, like we'll be talking about here in a few minutes, but the book, the CDs, oh my goodness, they talk about the Lord who heals, the Lord who's our peace, the Lord who's our shepherd, the Most High God, the Lord who rewards. (laughs) This is just chock full of amazing insights into who God is and who God can be in your life. So hop on the phone, get on the website. I'm telling you, these resources will be invaluable. And one of the things I love about the CDs, I just encourage you, they're great because you can pop them in the car and as you're driving your kids to yada, 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 soccer, blah, 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 they can also understand and kind of really get their eyes open on who God is in their lives as well. So these would be tremendous resources for you. But you know, when we think about God being present I want to encourage you, the Bible tells us God never leaves us, God never forsakes us, but like I said, sometimes that doesn't seem to square, match up with how we feel. And it's interesting, because just this morning, I was reading, and I love this story, uh, and it's in Luke, I believe, chapter 24, and it's talking about how Jesus had risen from the dead, and some of his disciples were taking a walk. They were going from Jerusalem to Emmaus, and Jesus joined them, And I read it this morning. It said they didn't recognize him. They thought he was just some stranger dude on the road and so they were all going to walk together and have a conversation as they went to this Emmaus, the road to Emmaus. And they didn't recognize Jesus. And sometimes I think that's true for all of us. We don't recognize that God, we hear God is with us, but we don't always recognize God being with us. And if you think about it, we look at Jesus and Jesus' life, and I find it really interesting, because when Jesus lived on the planet, people thought of him in a lot of different ways. Mary, I think, initially thought of him as her son, this little boy who was in her womb. She felt him kick and move around. She gave birth to him. She helped him, you know, learn how to eat, put on his clothes, and just raised him as her son. But and maybe she had in the mind in the back of her mind, This is really the son of God. I don't know if she really thought that or not, at what point she did. But not only did she see Jesus as her son, but many of the people that lived with Jesus, they didn't see him necessarily as quote unquote the son of God and the the living God on the earth. They saw him as a carpenter. He was the guy down Joseph's son who could make a good chair, could put together a sturdy table. They saw him as a carpenter. Some people saw Jesus as a political, you know, rival, that he was trying to stir up trouble, an insurgent. You know, the politicians and the the religious leaders of Jesus' day, they didn't see him necessarily as, quote-unquote, the son of God. They only saw him for, for the political conflict that he could potentially bring up. Some people saw Jesus as a a rebel rouser. You know, He goes into the temple and he flips over the tables and, and just kind of takes a whip and starts to beat people. How dare you turn my house into a den of thieves? It's supposed to be a house of prayer. People saw Jesus in all these different ways, but they didn't necessarily recognize Jesus, that he was there and present and the Son of God, the living God. And I want to say to you that God is with us. 24-7, whether we feel God or whether we don't feel God. And at the end of our program, I want to come back and circle back to and finish up the story of what happened to me in Germany because that was a really powerful experience for me. And it marked me. It marked my relationship with God and opened my eyes to some things that that I hadn't seen before. So I'm going to circle back to that at the end of of our program and kind of bring it full circle and say, okay, well, this was the conclusion. But in the meantime, you know, you got these disciples walking to Emmaus. They don't recognize Jesus. You've got, you got lots of situations when people don't recognize Jesus. In fact, I found this really interesting. When Jesus rose from the dead that very morning, Sunday, Mary, one of the, one of the disciples, the followers of Jesus who came to the tomb, she thought he was a gardener. <laughs> she didn't recognize him. And so it's easy to look at life and just kind of go through life and say, well, God's not really with me. I don't feel God. I don't see God. I don't recognize God. Because we can get real dialed into just the daily demands of what's happening around us. But I want to encourage you today that God is with you, whether you feel God or not. Whether you see God moving, you don't see God moving. God is with you. God never leaves you. God never forsakes you. And I just encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. Um, to really experience and and really be aware of God's presence in your life. But also you can grab these resources, the names of God. These will be tremendously helpful to you to recognize God, who he is in your life, and what God can do by his various characteristics. So when we think about Jehovah Shammah, God is with us. And sometimes, if you think about it, sometimes we look for God in the dramatic. I'm thinking about Elijah. And you read about Elijah in 1 Kings 18. And I love in 1 Kings 18, because it's just this amazing demonstration of God's power and his presence and nothing is impossible because in uh, 1 Kings 18, Elijah has a confrontation. It's basically a, a competition, if you will, between the prophets of Baal and Elijah. And it's interesting because the prophets of Baal, they both agree, okay, it, whoever's god answers by fire is the real god and if you're like me sometimes i want to see god do really amazing things i want to see the miracles i want to see the healings i want to see the supernatural provision all this stuff and god can absolutely do all of that but sometimes god doesn't always move in those uh, expected ways but in first kings 18 god does And Elijah's there, and you have this giant competition, this showdown. you got the prophets of Baal, and they're all gyrating and cutting themselves and crying out, Baal, Baal, answer by fire. And they're jumping through all these hoops, and Elijah's just sitting kind of on the sideline watching this whole thing go down. And he's like, hey, maybe Baal's on vacation. Maybe he's taking a nap. Maybe he can't hear you very well. Ah, You know, maybe he's just... Now I'm paying it, and Elijah's kind of spoop you know, poking fun at them and spoofing them a little bit. And these prophets of Baal, they just go through all these gyrations. Nothing happens. No no answer of, from Baal by fire. And then what happens is they, they give up. They quit, and they say, okay, well, Elijah, you do what you do. Let's see. You know, it's a competition between the gods, between Jehovah, your God, versus Baal. Baal didn't do anything, didn't answer by fire, so let's see if Elijah's God is a real genuine God so Elijah it's just himself There was you know many many prophets of Baal but Elijah's just kinda of the solo rep solo representative and Elijah does this he takes his altar after they're all done he rebuilds the altar he gets a sacrifice a bull or whatever sets it on top and then he calls for water And I find it interesting because if you read in 1 Kings 17, this is a time of drought. So water is kind of at a premium. But he pours the water on the sacrifice and on the altar several times. Several times so that it's completely saturated, inundated with water. And if you know, water and fire, they don't mix together. Water puts out fire. Water is like the preventative for fire. So the fact that he saturates this whole altar and sacrifice with water tells you that he really expects God to do something very supernatural. Now we're going to come back in just a little minute to see what happens with this sacrifice that's saturated with water.
1: Did you know that God has 19 names? Each of his names reveals something new and exciting about God's character that can minister specifically to your needs. In her special CD set, The Names of God, Marilyn teaches each of God's individual names and what they reveal about him. Develop a deeper intimacy with God as he reveals himself to you through his many names. This CD set can be yours for a gift of any amount. Also for your gift of $30, we will send you both the CD set and The Names of God book. Maryland's practical teaching on the 19 different names of God will whet your appetite to pursue fully God's love and purpose for your life. As a special offer to you for your gift of $90 or more, we will send you both the CD set and book, as well as our Names of God Afghan, to help you develop a stronger relationship with Him. Let Maryland show you how to see all of His wonderful gifts for you through each one of His names. Call or click today.
2: I am so excited, and so is Sarah, to go to Australia again. Oh, and we would love for you to come with us. What can you see in Australia? What can we see? Well, Mom, we're going to Sydney.
0: So right. obviously we're going to see some cool stuff in the the Sydney, house. the Opera House. Yeah. Plus the fact we get a minister at Pastor John McMartin's Church, Inspired Church. Yes. It's going to be super powerful. And we get to go to Ayers Rock, and we get to go to Cairns. I never say that right. Hands, which is the gateway to the Great Barrier Reef. Hop on the phone, get on the website.
2: We want you to come with us. Mom, how can, they, how can they do this? Well, if they will check on the phone and leave their name, we will pray over it, and God can provide the money for you to go and the time off. So I'm really excited about all of you that are going to go. God's going to use your hand to pray for the sick. We're going to witness to people. We're gonna see things beyond what we could ever imagine.
0: We're talking today about Elijah. And we're talking about how God is always present. The name of God, Jehovah, Adonai, Shama, And God's presence, we hear this from the Bible, God never leaves us, God never forsakes us. And we we wanna believe that, but sometimes it can be a little tricky. Sometimes, if you're like me, you're like, God, I really need you I prayed this morning, be who you are and do what you do cuz I really need some divine input here. I need I need you. And not only do we need God to to do stuff, but ultimately we need God's presence in our life and there's the promise in the Bible that God never leaves us, God never forsakes us. And so really, we have to fundamentally keep our eyes on that promise more than we keep our eyes on our feelings or the situations around us. And You know, we look at 1 Kings chapter 18 and we see God demonstrate himself with tremendous power. We're talking about Elijah and how Elijah had built an altar and he put a sacrifice on it and he poured all kinds of water on it and he had a competition with the prophets of Baal. The prophets of Baal, uh, nothing happened when they presented their sacrifice. Baal didn't answer by fire. But Elijah, when he does all of his altar sacrificing and, and he prays, he says, God, you're the God, the one true real God. And we've got this competition thing going down here. And we've agreed that whoever answers by fire is the real God. And and God does answer by fire. Fire falls from heaven and consumes the sacrifice in the altar that Elijah had built. It's kind of like this giant divine exclamation point. Yes, I'm here. And you may not have seen me like two seconds ago, but bam. I mean, that's kind of... You can't argue with that. The whole whole altar gets consumed by fire. The sacrifice gets consumed by fire. And remember, it had been saturated with water multiple times. And so everybody's eyes are popping out of their heads. And Elijah says, you know, God is the one true God and let's kill the prophets of Baal. So they have this kind of a, uh, they chase down the prophets of Baal because they're false prophets and, and they kill them. And it's interesting, at the end of of this amazing experience with God, and we love some of these experiences, God shows up in big ways, you're like, wow, takes your breath away, completely amazing, oh my goodness, that's fantastic. And sometimes we look for God in those ways, and it's great, it's wonderful when God shows up like that. But sometimes God doesn't always show up that way. And what you see with Elijah, after this whole thing goes down and God does the divine exclamation point, boom, I'm here, I'm doing great things, amazing things, impossible. Elijah gets discouraged because the queen Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you and chase you down, all this horrible stuff, all these threats. So 1 Kings 19, Elijah is very, very distraught. And it's almost like he goes from, a very high peak to a very low valley. You know, he has this amazing experience with God, that God's all-powerful, and God wins, and victorious, and all this stuff. And then when Jezebel threatens Elijah, it looks like he gets really afraid, and he runs away. He runs into the desert, and he's there for like 40 days and 40 nights. He's running away, and bad news. And it's interesting because even though Elijah was this amazing man of God, he still had moments of doubt and fear and discouragement. And even though you may know, yeah, God's always with me, there are times when you and I both have moments of doubt and discouragement and darkness. And if you're going through that right now, just hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you, that God would encourage you and help you to sense and recognize God's presence, even in those Kind of dark times, dark seasons, even in the discouragement, and that's what you see with Elijah in First Kings nineteen. It says he goes into the wilderness; he's by himself, forty days, forty nights, and he's hanging out in this cave. And in the cave, God speaks to Elijah and says, "What are you doing here?" And Elijah says to God, "Look, I was zealous for you. We killed all these prophets. You did this demonstration, and now they want to kill me." And God says to him, come outside of the cave, I want to show you some things. And there's this giant earthquake, you know, there's this giant, all this wind that's so strong it breaks these rocks to pieces. There's a fire, and it's interesting, when you read this in 1 Kings 19, it says, God was not in the earthquake, God was not in the fire, God was not in the wind. But when Elijah heard the still, small voice... And it's an interesting contrast between the God who answers by fire in First Kings 18 versus the God who answers by a whisper. And I say these contrasts to you because God is always with us. We read about one of the names of God, Jehovah Adonai Shama, and it's a really powerful name because it tells us that God is with us, whether we see God in the demonstrative or in the really quiet, soft whisper. And when Elijah heard the still, small voice of God, it says that he pulled up his cloak and went outside and had a very, very powerful conversation. God spoke to him and kind of gave him, if you will, next steps. This is what I want you to do next. And, And Elijah experienced God being present in big ways and also in very small ways. And I encourage you today that God is with you. That's one of the names of God, Jehovah shama and if you haven't yet hop on the phone get on the website we would love to help you get these resources the names of god the book as well as the cds because you may be saying well i'm not struggling with god being present i really believe that god is present with me and i know he never leaves me never forsakes me but these are some of the names of god in this book jehovah jireh my provider anybody ever struggle with provision with finances with resources (laughs) This chapter will help you tremendously to see God as your provider and see the ways that God provides for you. Another chapter, the Lord my peace, Jehovah Shalom, Lord my peace, Lord my wisdom, the Lord my wholeness, my completion. Oh, my goodness! If you have ever had struggles with anxiety or, or stress or, or or you know trauma, this is tremendous for you to read this chapter and really understand who God is, to overcome some of that struggle, some of that anxiety, and really be the Lord of of your life in that area. So I just encourage you, hop on the phone. This resource, these CDs, this book, I'm telling you, will be hugely, hugely helpful to you to help you know who God is. And we know who God is by his character and by, by what he does. So hop on the phone, get on the website. These will tremendously help you. When you think about Elijah, that still small voice, I love the contrast between God answering by fire and consuming the sacrifice, consuming the altar. We love the demonstration. It's really powerful. Makes your eyes pop out of your head. But I equally like that God is also with us in the whisper, in the quiet, in the stillness. Not necessarily in the demonstrative, but inclusive across the board from all the way all the way from the quiet all the way to the demonstrative because the Bible tells us God never leaves us and God never forsakes us and if you've ever believed that lie God left me God abandoned me where was God when who of us haven't said that where was God when this happened where was God when this went down and I talked at the beginning of the program about how I had my own crisis of faith because I felt like God abandoned me. I felt like when my early twenties, I was studying in Germany and I was off on my own in a little tiny town, living with a, kind of a family, sort of in the loose sense of the word. And I remember I was reading my Bible consistently, praying consistently, but just didn't sense God. I was like, God, where are you? Where did you go? And it wasn't just like I didn't sense God for you know a couple days or a couple of weeks. This would have been months. And it was kind of the culmination of, a really, really rough, rough year. And I remember in mid-July, beginning of August, I was like, I don't believe God is with me. I, I feel like God's abandoned me. God's not talking to me. And I remember I came home and I was really struggling, really struggling. I was like, I don't know if I really believe in God because where was God when, when I was, you know, crying out to God? Where was God? And this was a really powerful experience for me because I had heard growing up, I'm a pastor's kid. God never leaves you, God never forsakes you. I had always heard that. But I remember I went through a crisis of my faith, turned my back on God. When I came back to God, I remember one time before I was going to sleep one night, I remember talking with God about this experience in Germany. And I remember specifically one night when I was so angry with God and I was at my desk. I was actually kneeling next to my bed. I was like, God, where are you? And at that moment and that night, I felt like God opened my eyes and said, I was in the room with you, Sarah. I was sitting at the table there with you. And just because you didn't feel me, see me, hear me, you thought I left you. And you trusted your feelings more than you trusted my promise, my character. Family, God wants you to trust who he is. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Please get on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you today to know God's character.
1: Did you know that God has 19 names? Each of his names reveals something new and exciting about God's character that can minister specifically to your needs. In her special CD set, The Names of God, Marilyn teaches each of God's individual names and what they reveal about him. Develop a deeper intimacy with God as he reveals himself to you through his many names. This CD set can be yours for a gift of any amount. Also for your gift of $30, we will send you both the CD set and the Names of God book. Marilyn's practical teaching on the 19 different Names of God will whet your appetite to pursue fully God's love and purpose for your life. As a special offer to you for your gift of $90 or more, we will send you both the CD set and book, as well as our Names of God Afghan, to help you develop a stronger relationship with Him. Let Marilyn show you how to see all of his wonderful gifts for you. To each one of his names, call or click today.
2: I have just returned from Egypt. And I'm telling you, that was one of the most supernatural times of my life. Literally shaking the Mideast with the Word of God and the power of God. But when I got home, oh, I got hit. And I got hit in my knees, so... I'm not able to travel for two months and I need you to help me. Would you please help me at this time? Would you call today and sow a special seed? Because these two months I have to be home, but my bills are still there. And I know you would be a blessing. You know how much I love what God has called me to do. And I believe he's called you to help me too. So call right now. Sow a seed in two months. hey. I'm going to be out there more anointed, more, what can I say, more miraculous than I've ever been, and I thank you for helping me. Fear is such an ugly thing. I hate fear, and it knocks at everyone's door and more than one time in a day. Fear is Awful, And it is the opposite of faith. So it really is to depress you, to take away your faith. But I want to encourage you today with what God's Word says. It says, We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto death. How do you overcome the devil? You are Christian, you have the blood of Jesus, and you say what he says. I do not have a spirit of fear. But I have a spirit. I have an anointing of power and love and a sound mind. How do you overcome the enemy? Not by what your words are, what his words are. And his word is greater than the words of fear. I remember one time when I thought I was never going to get well, I had some kind of parasites and they didn't know what it was, and I was losing weight and going downhill, and it was really bad news time, and the devil said to me, well, you know, you're going to die, this is the end, tell it all goodbye, get your house in order. But I took the word of God, and I would speak the word, and yet my body was so weak, and When your body goes down, your mind can go down too, and so you get depressed. And I would say the word, but it didn't seem to have any effect. But God will come on the scene and take you through. And I had a dream one night, and I was walking up a very busy street in Europe, and it was so real and I thought, look, I'm well, I'm healthy, I can travel again. Do you know that I wasn't better immediately? But within just a month or so I began to get better and Later, we held a big healing meeting in Naples, Italy, and I walked up that street of my dreams. God will set you free.